0: Chapter Four of The Guest of Cressonay by Booth Tarkington. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Berard. Chapter Four. I was up with the birds in the morning, had my breakfast with them, a very drowsy-eyed Amity assisting, and made off for the forest to get the sunrise through the branches a pack on my back and three sandwiches for lunch in my pocket i returned only with the failing light of evening cheerfully tired and ready for a fine dinner and an early bed both of which the good inn supplied it was my daily programme a healthy life far from the world as comedy said and i was sorry when the serpent entered and disturbed it though he was my own he is a pet of mine has been with me since my childhood he leaves me when i live alone for he loves company but returns whenever my kind are about me there are many names for snakes of his breed but to deal charitably with myself i call mine interest in other people's affairs one evening i returned to find a big van from d the nearest railway station drawn up in the courtyard at the foot of the stairs leading to the gallery and all of the people of the inn from madame brossard who directed to gluglo who madly attempted the heaviest pieces busily installing trunks bags and packing-cases in the suite engaged for the great man of science on the second floor of the east wing of the building neither the great man nor his companion was to be seen however both having retired to their rooms immediately upon their arrival so Amadi informed me as he wiped his brow after staggering up the steps under a load of books wrapped in sacking i made my evening ablutions removing a joseph's coat of dust and paint and came forth from my pavilion hoping that professor keredec and his friend would not mind eating in the same garden with a man in a corduroy jacket and knickerbockers but the gentleman continued invisible to the public eye and mine was the only table set for dinner in the garden upstairs the curtains were carefully drawn across all the windows of the east wing little leaks of orange here and there betraying the lights within gluglo bearing a tray of covered dishes was just entering the salon of the grand suite and the door closed quickly after him it is to be supposed that professor Karadek and his friend are fatigued with their journey from paris i began a little later monsieur they did not seem fatigued said amedin but they dine in their own rooms to-night every night monsieur it is the order of professor keratac and with their own valet de chambre to serve them eh he poured my coffee solemnly that is mysterious to say the least isn't it to say the very least i agreed monsieur the professor is a man of secrets it appears continued amity when he wrote to madame brossard engaging his rooms he instructed her to be careful that none of us should mention even his name and to-day when he came he spoke of his anxiety on that point but you did mention it to whom monsieur asked the old fellow blankly to me but i told him i had not said amity placidly it is the same thing i wonder i began struck by a sudden thought if it will prove quite the same thing in my own case i suppose you have not mentioned the circumstance of my being here to your friend jean ferret of Cousnay. he looked at me reproachfully has monsieur been troubled by the people of the chateau troubled by them have they come to seek up monsieur and disturb him have they done anything whatever to show that they have heard monsieur is here no certainly they haven't i was obliged to retract at once i beg your pardon Amadie. oh monsieur he made a deprecatory bow which plunged me still deeper in shame struck a match and offered a light for my cigar with a forgiving hand all the same he pursued it seems very mysterious the keredec affair to comprehend a great man, Amadie, I said, is the next thing to sharing his greatness. He blinked slightly, pondered a moment upon the sententious drivel, then very properly ignored it, reverting to his puzzle. But it is not incomprehensible that people should eat indoors, this fine weather. I admitted that it was i knew very well how hot and stuffy the salon of madame brossard's grand suite must be while the garden was fragrant in the warm dry night and the outdoor air like a gentle tonic nevertheless professor keredec and his friend preferred the salon when a man is leading a very quiet and isolated life it is inconceivable what trifles will occupy and concentrate his attention the smaller the community the more blousy the gossip you are sure to find it and i have little doubt that when friday learned enough english one of the first things crusoe did was to tell him some scandal about the goat thus though i treated the keredec affair with a seeming airiness to Amade, i cunningly drew the faithful rascal out and fed my curiosity upon his own which as time went on and the mystery deepened seemed likely to burst him until virtually i was receiving every evening at dinner a detailed report of the day's doings of professor keredec and his companion the reports were voluminous the details few the two gentlemen as Amadi would relate spent their forenoons over books and writing in their rooms professor keredec's voice could often be heard in every part of the inn at times holding forth with such protracted vehemence that only one explanation would suffice the learned man was delivering a lecture to his companion say then exclaimed amadie what king of madness is that to make orations for only one auditor he brushed away my suggestion that the auditor might be a stenographer to whom the professor was dictating chapters for a new book the relation between the two men he contended was more like that between teacher and pupil but a pupil with grey hair he finished raising his fat hands to heaven for that other monsieur has hair as grey as mine that other monsieur was father described as a thin man handsome but with a singular air nor could my colleague more satisfactorily define this air though he made a racking struggle to do so in what does the peculiarity of his manner lie i asked but it is not so much that his manner is peculiar monsieur it is an air about him that is singular truly but how is it singular monsieur it is very very singular you do not understand i insisted what kind of singularity has the air of that of a monsieur it has replied amadie with a powerful effort a very singular singularity this was as near as he could come and fearful of injuring him i abandoned that phase of our subject the valet de chambre whom my fellow-lodgers had brought with them from paris contributed nothing to the inn's knowledge of his masters i learned this struck me not only as odd but unique for french servants tell one another everything and more very much more but this is a silent man said amary impressively oh very silent he shakes his head wisely yet he will not open his mouth however that may be because and now the explanation came because he was engaged only last week and knows nothing also he is but temporary he returns to paris soon and gluglo is to serve them i ascertained that although that other monsieur had grey hair he was by no means a person of great age indeed gluglo who had seen him oftener than any other of the staff maintained that he was quite young ameni's own opportunities for observation had been limited every afternoon the two gentlemen went for a walk but they always came down from the gallery so quickly he declared and leaving the inn by a rear entrance plunged so hastily into the nearest by-path leading to the forest that he caught little more than glimpses of them they returned after an hour or so entering the inn with the same appearance of haste to be out of sight the professor always talking with the manner of an orator but in english nevertheless amady remarked it was certain that professor keredec's friend was neither an american nor an englishman why is it certain i asked monsieur he drinks nothing but water he does not smoke and Gluco says he speaks very pure french Fleuglo is an authority who resolves the difficulty that other monsieur is a frenchman but monsieur he is smooth-shaven perhaps he has been a maitre d'hotel Et i wish one that i know could hope to dress as well when he retires besides gluglo says that other monsieur eats his soup silent i can find no flaw in the deduction i said rising to go to bed we must leave it there for to-night. The next evening, Amity allowed me to perceive that he was concealing something under his arm as he stoked the coffee machine, and upon my asking what it was, he glanced round the courtyard with his histrionic slyness, placed the object on the table beside my cap, and stepped back to watch the impression, his manner, that of one who declaims, "'At last the missing papers are before you.' "'What is that?' I said." it is a book i am persuaded by your candour amity as well as by the general appearance of this article i returned as i picked it up that you are speaking the truth but why do you bring it to me monsieur he replied in the tones of an old conspirator this afternoon the professor and that other monsieur went as usual to walk in the forest he bent over me pretending to be busy with the coffee-machine and lowering his voice to a hoarse whisper when they returned this book fell from the pocket of that other monsieur's coat as he ascended the stair and he did not notice later i shall return it by gluglan but i thought it wise that monsieur should see it for himself the book was wentworth's algebra elementary principles painful recollections of my boyhood and the binomial theorem rose in my mind as i let the leaves turn under my fingers what do you make of it i asked his tone became even more confidential part of it monsieur is in english that is plain i have found an english word in it that i know-the word o oh. but much of the printing is also in arabic arabic i exclaimed yes monsieur look there he laid a fat forefinger on a plus b squared equal a squared plus two a b plus b squared that is arabic old Gaston has been to algeria and he says that he knows arabic as well as he does french he looked at the book and told me it was arabic truly truly did he translate any of it for you no monsieur his eyes pained him this afternoon he says he will read it to-morrow but you must return the book to-night that is true hey it leaves the mystery deeper than ever unless monsieur can find some clue in those parts of the book that are english i shed no light upon him the book had been Greek to me in my tender years it was a pleasure now to leave a fellow-being under the impression that it was arabic but the volume took its little revenge upon me for it increased my curiosity about professor keredec and that other monsieur why were two grown men one an eminent psychologist and the other a gray-haired youth with a singular air carrying about on their walks a textbook book for the instruction of boys of thirteen or fourteen the next day that curiosity of mine was piqued in earnest it rained and i did not leave the inn but i sat under the great archway and took notes in color of the shining road bright drenched fields and dripping sky my back was toward the courtyard that is three quarters to it and about noon i became distracted from my work by a strong self-consciousness which came upon me without any visible or audible cause obeying an impulse i swung round on my camp-stool and looked up directly at the gallery window of the salon of the grand suite a man with a great white beard was standing at the window half hidden by the curtain watching me intently he perceived that i saw him and dropped the curtain immediately a speck of colour in his buttonhole catching my eye as it fell the spy was professor Keredec but why should he study me so slyly and yet so obviously i had no intention of intruding upon him nor was i a psychological specimen though i began to suspect that that other monsieur was End of chapter four